This is Ezekiel speaking. He said to me, referring to God, God said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Now, isn't that a wonderful description? Have you ever had anybody call you obstinate and stubborn? Well, that J.D. Van Valen, he's a nice guy, but he sure is obstinate and stubborn. And you know what? They wouldn't be wrong, because I am. I want to do my own way. And I need the God to soften my heart to do his way. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, and whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. Jesus, open our eyes and ears to your word. We love you. Amen. There was a time for Israel when things were good, and the the best time for Israel was when David was king. David was king at a young age, and all the way for 40 years, he served as king of Israel, and they won many battles. They had basically their way. They were the global powerhouse at his point in leadership. That's why he's revered as a king. But by the time Ezekiel came along, many, many years later, Israel was wayward. They were lost. They were in a different place than they were when David was king. And it reminds us of Deuteronomy where Moses gives his words of departure to the Israelites. And he says these words. This is long before David came. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you to this, this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, does that sound familiar? We live in that. Then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. In other words, if the people whose heart is calloused and they say, ha, we're doing just fine, we don't need God. In fact, we don't even believe God exists. And so Ezekiel was the prophet who was sent by God. He was God's man in a time of forgetfulness. Even more than that, he was God's man in a time of rebellion. And it wasn't only that generation's fault, but it was the multiple generations before them. A kind of spiraling snowball effect, greater and greater rebellion. How does that happen? Well, how does anything that deteriorates happen? How did the deterioration of the uh, huge complex in Miami that fell to the ground, how did that happen? It wasn't just instantaneous. It was was an erosion over time. So God gave them over to their enemies. In this case, he gave them over to the Babylonians, which really represents the world. Babylon. 
And the world conquered God's people. But God didn't leave them to their, themselves. He wanted them back. He wanted to renew them. So a prophet came, and a prophet typically is not received well, especially by their own people. Jesus taught this in Mark chapter 6, which Heidi read for us. His town knew him. They even said, isn't this the carpenter? Don't we know his parents? Don't we know his brothers and sisters? Isn't this Mary's boy? And they took offense at him, verse 3 says. Could you imagine taking offense at Jesus? Actually, a lot of people take offense at Jesus. And he was amazed at their lack of faith in his hometown, so he went to all the other villages. He said, basically, a miracle cannot be done here. And then it goes on to say that he only healed a few sick people. But there was such a lack of faith, they would not listen to the prophet. He wasn't just a prophet like Ezekiel or a prophet like Isaiah, but the prophet. And what is a prophet? A prophet is one who hears from God and presents God's message. You could ask yourself, am I a prophet? A prophet gives a verbal, sometimes a dramatic presentation of God's message. But whatever they say, whatever they do is consistent with what God wants communicated. So the prophet does that. The prophecy is the message from God. Sometimes it's about the future, but oftentimes it's about the here and the now. And it's always true. Now, you've probably heard of words of prophecy. You know, God has given me a word for you. And people do this. And some people say, you know, you should ask for this. You should practice this. And don't worry about being wrong. And I I understand that. But I'm also like, well, you know, don't just tell people, God told me this to tell you and say, well, it was worth a shot. You know, you should only say things to people if, if God clearly speaks to you. And how do you discern that? Well, it takes a lot of prayer takes a lot of intimacy with the Lord. But do I believe in words from the Lord? Absolutely. But more about, less about the individualistic idea of prophet and prophecy. I want to talk about the community, the prophetic community of God. We are the church. God's holy people called to live as a prophetic witness together in our city. That's a big calling. You are a prophetic witness to the world. You probably don't think of yourself that way very often. We, together, are a prophetic witness to the world. And what does that mean? It means that we not only have the message of God, which is the gospel of Jesus, but we live the message of God. I don't want to go there yet. It shapes what we say, how we say it, what we do and how we do it. It shapes our interactions with each other and it shapes our interactions with people and other groups around the city, even those who disagree with us. The gospel changes everything. The gospel affects everything that we are, everything that we do. And the prophecy that we have is nothing new. It's not new words from the Lord. 
There is no new message from the Lord. For God is perfect and nothing needs to be tweaked. Amen? It's an ancient message, maybe truth that has been forgotten and needs to be remembered. Perhaps that's the case. But we as a prophetic community are rooted in the word of God. The word revealed in scripture. I mean, we don't stray from what's in the Bible. We are, we are rooted in the word that is revealed in the one who took on flesh, Jesus Christ, the word of God himself. The full revelation of God's word in Christ. And we're rooted in the words from the Holy Spirit, which always align with Scripture and always align with the revelation of Christ. And if it does not, then it is not of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing new. God is perfect. The prophetic church community doesn't stray away from the source of all prophecy, and that's Jesus. They said, are you the prophet? Are you the Christ? Are you the one that we're expecting, or should we expect another? And Jesus, the way that he lived, the blinds see, the lame walk, the dead are raised. What greater prophet? What greater prophecy is there? We point to the one who does all these things and he himself empowers us as a community. But how are we different than other communities? Here's the ways of a community or a society. And I should say, it's the way of every flourishing community. And this is good. This is all good. This is the best that humanity can do. Here it is. Every society, every flourishing society lives close to one another. They live close in proximity. And in cities, that's pretty easy. It's easy to walk. You can just kind of step out your door and knock on a neighbor's door if you live in an apartment building or or next door to a house. In rural, it may be a longer walk. But rural communities are tightly knit. They know each other, even if they have to take a little bit more time to see each other. They take care of each other's cattle when they're away. You know, stuff like that. You know, Pastor J.D., you don't know anything about living in a rural community. You're right, I don't. I don't. (laughs) You know, I have a hard time with taking care of people's dogs when they go away. Imagine if I had to take care of somebody's cattle when they went away. I couldn't do it. Every community grows and eats food often together. Every community does business where they exchange goods and services. Every community has some form of education. They're educating children. They're educating people to do certain trades or skills. Every healthy community practices rituals that are meaningful. That's, that's a huge variety, but everywhere you go around the world, every healthy community practices rituals that are meaningful. Right now, the Euro Cup, who watches soccer? I don't really watch soccer, but I've paid attention. The Euro Cup is happening, and, and every team has rituals. It's a religious experience. They stand there, they put their hands up, and they chant their songs. They wear their religious garbs. 
They paint their faces. They go to battle all for a soccer game. And we do the same thing with basketball and football and all these other sports. We're, we're crazy. But it gives us meaning. It gives us hope. Thank God for the Colts, right? Anyway. <laughs> protect. Every community protects and secures their people. If you don't, how can you care for each other? We protect each other. We look out for each other. And every community creates, whether it be art or some form of engineering to make uh, the food easier to harvest, the goods easier to transport. We create music, poetry, stories. You know, it's all good. So that's a healthy community. That's a healthy society. But the prophetic community does all these things but the place of the gospel of Jesus as the base narrative of not just our life as a community but also the life of the society and all the nations to the ends of the earth. Now you could think of any community where, where one of these things unravel and it begins to cause a lot of trouble and disruption in the city or in the, in the country. So you look at our city right now and the things that are going on, you see on the news, um, you could say, oh, you could point to any one of these sections and say, yeah, this is where that has broken apart. Well, I know the problem is because we are not educating our children enough. Well, I know the problem. We have people who won't do business with other people. Well, I know the problem. We have people who are not protecting and securing one another. Well, I know the problem. We're, we're not practicing the right rituals. We're not worshiping the right God. I know the problem. We don't have the opportunity for people to be have space to be creative. There's everybody... In the nonprofit world, in the business world, they're trying to find all these things to point to, here's how we can fix the problem. But are we really going to fix the problem? Hopefully. Where we see sin, we, we always see a long before that a broken community has happened. I was driving down the Washington Street this week and I saw a lady who just looked really, really rough. And I knew what she was doing and, and she barely had any clothes covering her body and she was asking a man for money and the man kindly gave him some money. I'm about to turn from Washington onto State Street to come home. And my heart just broke because I thought to myself, here's a woman who has lost her community at some point in her life. She probably has nobody. Do you know anybody like that? Do you have anything to welcome them to? Do you have anything to prophesy into their life? Prophesy. Speak truth. Community of people within a society 
The prophetic community is a community of people within a society that points neighbors to the reality of the one who created us to live. The community... The, prophet, the prophetic community is a community of people that sends people throughout the world to fit in with the society and share the gospel. If you look at this list again, you could see how you as a Christian could enter into a culture that does things so differently than the culture that we have, and yet you could still present the gospel and share the gospel and live the gospel out by taking on some of their customs. Missionaries do that. We as a community, a prophetic community, could just get to a place where we critique. We could sit back and say, well, I know what's wrong here and I know what's wrong here. And yes, as a prophetic community, we should critique the culture that we're living in. But we don't just critique, but we live out the way of Jesus where we are. And we send people to live out the way of Jesus where God is sending them. Why? Because God commanded us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So any sort of critiquing or saying, here's where it's wrong, without the place of love, is just nagging. And we have a lot of naggers in our society, don't we? Look at Facebook. God commissioned us. And he sent us out, he said, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And God intended that from the beginning when he created humanity. He said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. But sin and death distorted how humans live. And so this is now our best. Yet God entered in his own creation to redeem it. He didn't just critique it from up on high. Instead, he came down and he gave his life. It's easy to sit up and critique from afar, but it's hard to get in. It's easy to save your life and protect it, but it's hard to lose your life. But Jesus says, if you lose your life, you'll find it. Get in there. But there's an allure of separation, isn't there? And that looks pretty sweet. That's not a real picture. That's just someone's artwork. They're creative. And like in our societies, the part of it is creating, and people can create these types of things. This is a super yacht, and it's called somnio, which means to dream. Not somnio, meaning you can't go to sleep, but rather to dream. It has 39 apartments. It's going to come to full build in 2024, so reserve your spot now because you can get an apartment for $11 million. You know, with inflation, you could have that pretty soon, right? Um, in this Somnio, there's a gym, a library, there's dining, multiple dining spots. And basically, it's just a floating town while you travel the world. And here's why you want to live there. It's not just a vacation spot, but it is a place to live long-term because you can evade pandemics, Who's to say there's not another one coming? You can escape bad weather. Just go wherever you want to. Of course, you, you probably don't get to decide. The captain decides. And you can avoid certain types of people. You know those types of people. The ones you don't like. 
And anybody who has money and mobility can say, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Sign me up. But a prophetic people could never live like this. Why? Well, because living like this is living in hostility to the call of God in our lives. Well, what about Noah's Ark? (laughs) The, The only boat in town, escaping town, well, Noah, the story of Noah, is not a prophetic community. What's the story of Noah? Noah is God's instrument for judgment. And God saved him and his family. He was never a prophet among a people calling them to repent. You can read it again. You know how this story is depicted like Noah's building this ark and all the people are coming to Noah and just mocking him and making fun of him. And Noah said, you need to repent because God's going to do this. That never is said in the Bible. Never are people given an opportunity to repent. It's judgment, pure judgment. He's not prophetic. Noah was an instrument of God's judgment, but because of Jesus, we are God's prophetic community and an instrument of his grace. Praise God. We're a holy people pointing people to the truth, not just with our words, but also with our lives. We have the good news of Jesus. We proclaim and exalt Christ crucified, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Look, behold him. We proclaim the good shepherd who lays his life down for his sheep. And so because he is our shepherd, we follow suit. We don't do this. We don't run away and escape. We seek the good of the city, as Jeremiah says. We live in our society. We walk in the way of Jesus, not in the current of culture. And aren't there so many different currents? It's easy to get swept up. to get swept away. We live in the reality of the coming kingdom of God, which is already here, but not yet entirely here. It's coming. It's already, but not yet. And we tell the story. I was lost. I was, but I'm found. I was dead, but I'm alive now. Why? Because Jesus came down. He died for me, he rose from the dead for me, and he did the exact same thing for you. Repent. Receive him. What a prophetic word for a world that is lost. God's concerned with his church reflecting who he is. Our identity is in Christ. It's not in Our nationality, it's not in our money, it's not in our race, it's not in our heritage, it's in Christ. In Christ we are a new creation. We are a community of Jesus where Christ is both 
guest and he's host. He's the center of all that we do. And so we call the world to him by proclaiming that God has come to us. God so loved the world that he sent his son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world like this. Thank God God didn't send Noah again. (laughs) But to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. And this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He's the light of the world. But he comes to dwell in us and we become the light of the world. So everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth, the prophetic word of God, I receive it. Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that what is seen, so, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. This is a piece of artwork in Edinburgh, Scotland. There will be no miracles here. Now that's not exactly what Jesus said. That's kind of the point he was making in his hometown of Nazareth. There will be no miracles here. When is this true? It's only in places where people are not open to the prophetic word of God. And sadly, that could be true in all sorts of communities. May it not be here. May there be miracles here. And when a prophetic community, a community that's full of God's presence that allows for miracles to happen, when they enter into societies where they live, work, and play, they allow the possibility of God's miracles, God's presence, God's life, God's light to break through. You are a prophetic community called by God to be God's people and do God's work. Nothing more, nothing less. Are you up for that challenge? Jesus, we give ourselves to you. We need you. Sometimes we think, Lord, how can we make a difference? It's just little old me. It's just little old us. There's, there's just a handful of us. But Lord, we just want to be in your hand. Plant us right here. Help us to grow. Help us to flourish. And to spread your word, your truth, your righteousness, your light into the community around us, we pray. For your glory. Amen. We're going to receive communion or take communion today.
got the clicker? You're gonna follow along with me. You who truly and earnestly repent of your sins. There's the clicker. I'll take it. I forgot I had it. 